Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, and good afternoon. You know, the markets, we, we saw the overnight. We thought maybe we were going to have a turnaround. We saw some lower numbers happening in the trade. So an is, interesting point to ponder, and we're going to find out more as we talk with Brian Split. He's with agmarket.net, a variety of different things. Obviously, the dollar trade, but the equity indices. Let's talk about the volatility and the macroeconomics of everything that's been happening. So we'll start it out with the change in the tone that we've seen in this soybean trade. What does this mean for producers as they get busy trying to get this field out of the ground? Brian, what are we seeing? Where are we going moving forward and closer to post-harvest? Well, so let's maybe recap kind of what we've done over the last month, month and a half. Um, so we, we look at November soybeans, and um, today we settled at 1019 and three quarters. And so uh, when you look at where this market was just at the beginning of August, as we were going into the August WASDE report, uh, we had traded down to about 865. Uh, so we've had almost a $2 rally. It's been about $1.80, and that's been over the course of the last month and a half. So uh, some of the things that have changed in the structure of the bean market as that rally has happened is we now have November soybeans trading at a premium to March. We're trading at a premium to May, trading at a premium to July. And so for a producer that is harvesting soybeans right now, and you look at the structure of the market and where these forward months are trading relative to November, it is not paying you to put soybeans in your bin. Um, so that's one of the things that we've been really trying to stress to producers that uh, these soybeans really should be sold out of the field. And if you have any desire to maintain ownership of those soybeans, and I know we're potentially going into a La Nina event, we've got the South American crop that we still have to grow uh, with all the demand that we've been seeing from China, South America having a good crop is very important. So, uh, you know, we could obviously see some higher values down the road if we have some some troubles with, with the Brazilian soybean harvest, for example. But um, the lack of carry in the market is allowing you the opportunity to reestablish ownership on paper of, a, of the same soybean down the road without having to pay the carry in the market to reown that. Uh, and so that's something that you can do is, is you know, sell your cash beans, uh, use that for cash flow, um, get the money uh, for your beans, take a small amount of that, um, have a conservative long position in your account, and really reduce your downside exposure on soybeans after, again, what we've seen has almost been a $2 rally. And I think something that's worth mentioning on soybeans, uh, we've seen $10 plus soybeans several times over the last six years. So we had drought in 2012, saw almost $18. And then in 2014, we finally got back into what's been considered more of this normal trading range between roughly $8 on the low end and maybe 10 ish on the upper end. And we've had 30 months over the last six years, we've had a price above $10 but below 11 So I wanted to see maybe if we do stay below 11 what would be the average high that we've made in the last six years? And that's actually 1044 and a quarter. So when you look at the high that we've made so far this year at 1046 and three quarters, on an average year above $10 but below 11 we've already hit our targets. And I think that's something to be mindful of as well while we're getting the combines out and getting beans out of the field. So when you look at that picture and you're talking to a producer who's maybe sitting in the combine right now listening to us talk, sometimes it's a little nervous for them to be able to sell directly out of the out of the field. What, what advice would you give, some thoughts as they move forward in getting those beans sold? Well, so, you know, it's going to be an, an art. You do always have a hard time where if you're forward selling, you don't want to sell too much, especially soybeans, because 
they can be tricky really trying to figure out what the yield really is. So uh, I don't doubt that most producers probably have some bean sales that they started to make uh, as we were approaching the 950 area. 950 and 980 were some very major levels uh, previous to this rally. So I, I think the producer probably has some being sold. Um, so you really just have to think about what the market is telling you to do right now. So as a producer, uh, I look at the price that's being offered for beans out of the field, and I look at what the market is paying me if I want to put those beans in my bin. And the market is not paying me. Uh, so I need to listen to the market and say, okay, why am I going to put beans in the bin when the price for July beans is trading below the price for beans right out of the field? What incentive do I have to put those beans in the bin besides the fact that maybe I'm trying to be bullish and I think prices are going to go up? Um, so why not be bullish with a more of a conservative position uh, where you're going to know exactly what your risk is and still allow you to participate on the upside if other factors do come into play? But we have to be mindful of some of the outside market factors as well. And you were um, alluding to that a little bit in your introdu introduction, Susan. One of the things is the, the dollar index right now. Uh, the dollar index has, uh, at going into the end of the quarter, okay, so we're about to finish up the, the uh, third quarter of the year, the dollar index right now has an outside month higher. So that means that the, at the beginning of the month, we were trading below the August monthly low on the dollar. And now as we're getting to the end of the month, we're looking to be above the August monthly high. So that's a big reversal in momentum in the U.S. dollar. And if the U.S. dollar does put in a short-term bottom, that's going to take some of the wind out of the sales on the fund buying that we've been seeing and estimates as of Monday were that the funds were long 241,000 contracts of soybeans versus a record of 253,000, which is the size of the position that they built during the drought in 2012. The equity indices, what are some other things we should be looking for in there as well? So equity indices have a monthly reversal in their own right. And um, we have the, the S&P futures uh, made some new record highs this month, and now uh, we've taken out the August monthly lows. Uh, we did the same thing on the NASDAQ. We made new record highs this month, and uh, we took out the August monthly lows. Um, in both cases, we're back above the August monthly lows. But we'll see, you know, over the next week whether we see some selling or we see some port here. Uh, but I, I think if we have the equity indices forge these outside month months lower, uh, you know, these would be considered key reversal months. We, these are new record highs and then closing below previous month lows. And if if we do that, I think that's going to signify that we've got more downside on on the stock market as we go into the election. We're going to have a lot of uncertainty going into the election. And I think that could also, uh, if you just take the, the loose relationship we've had between the stock market and the live cattle futures, uh, again, it's not a day-to-day -day, uh, occurrence where they're going in the same exact direction. A lot more coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue the conversation with Brian Split. Brian, again, is with agmarket.net. You probably heard before we went to break talking a little bit about the volatility that we're going to continue to see in these markets as we get closer to the election time. Well, I, I think when you think about the uncertainty for the election, um, at least at the, the top of my head, I would tend to think that that might create more uncertainty for the equity markets. Um, so when I think about uncertainty in the grain markets, uncertainty of production, stuff like that, I think that's typically supportive of, of future values. 
Uh, so if we're not sure, you know, how much production is going to be or what the yield might be, in these times of uncertainty, I think the, the market tends to err on the side of, of pricing in um, risk, and, and generally that might be uh, some upside risk in the futures, where I think in the, in the equity markets it's the opposite, where, um, you know, could we see a scenario where we have election day, but... Uh, we don't know the results of the election because of other uh, ways of casting your vote or casting your ballot um, that the results are going to be contested for the next several days, several weeks. We don't know. And I think in a, in a type of environment with that type of uncertainty, the stock market's going to have a very hard time um, holding levels that we're seeing right now, especially if we start looking at what's going on globally and we're starting to see some of the restrictions tighten up again now in the U.K. And if we start to see that sentiment spread to other countries and then have that thought process of, wow, what if we start seeing the restrictions tighten up domestically as we head into winter, what is that going to mean for things? So I, I do think that there's a lot of reasons why this market could come under some pressure now. What that would mean for the grain market is hard to say. Uh, we saw how everything was affected this past spring because of COVID. Um, so is it a COVID-related shutdown type of risk? Are we seeing less driving? Are we seeing energy markets plummeting again? Uh, I would imagine that that would have a similar effect on the grain markets. Uh, or is it just election uncertainty? And, and if that's the case, um, then... How is that going to affect the dollar? And then we've got to add to it uh, the macroeconomics of everything and how it's going to affect the trade going into this final stretch of 2020. Right. Um, you know, and, and so there's obviously a lot of geopolitical uncertainty and, and, you know, we're still trying to wade through what this TikTok deal means and, and how that's going to affect relationships. Uh, um, so I, I think the uncertainty of, of our deal with China, obviously right now they've been buying uh, a lot of corn and soybeans and that is absolutely fantastic. I really can't think of a time in my career where I've seen China in the market buying and the market um, coming under substantial pressure. So, uh, you know, there generally will be sometimes these downdrafts, but as long as China is there to be a buyer, there's going to be strong hands under the market. Now, the problem and what we don't know is when has China bought enough? Um, so with soybeans, for example, we do have what we would expect to be a record harvest of Brazilian soybeans this year. Uh, we're going to see record acreage. And, and right now you have to assume that some kind of a trend line yield uh, will obviously be playing a South American weather market here very shortly. But if we do have a large amount of acres planted with a good yield for soybeans, um, at what point has China bought enough U.S. beans to bridge that gap to get them to the South American harvest? And if they don't have concerns about the Brazilian crop, we may not see China buying this aggressively for a while again. Uh, so that's something that the producer needs to be mindful of as well. And, and we have no idea if China wants to buy another million tons, two million tons, ten million tons. No clue. Uh, we can we can speculate on that, but I do think that we need to be mindful of it. Once China is done buying and they have their needs met, they may not be around for quite a while until they come back. Well, looking to switch over to the livestock side here. Excuse me, the double tops. How is that going to have an effect on this cattle market? Well, a double top is a double top until it's not. Okay. So I think in order to confirm the double top, and I'm going to use the February contract as the example, uh, we have some highs that were made in August at 116.52, and then we actually had some highs that were made earlier um, on uh, Friday of last week at 116.62. And we've seen some selling off of that level. Uh, so right now that might be a double top. Now in order to confirm that it is, 
you have to take out the low that was made in between, and that's the low at 111.02. So if you take that out, that would suggest we've got about a $5.5 move below 111.02, and uh, that would take you back into that 105.50-ish area. Now, 105.35 is a retracement point on the chart, um, so that may potentially be a target if we break down. So I'm going to be watching uh, a low that was made around 113.45. This was an August 10th low. I think if we hold that area and start to head back up, we're likely to have another leg higher in cattle. If we fail through there, get back below the 200-day, and eventually take out 111, then I'm going to be looking for, again, a, a, a test to that 105.50 area. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Uh, multiple different ways. Uh, you can reach any of us from agmarket.net at one eight four 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 ag market So that's eight four 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 two four six. Reach me directly at eight one five six six five zero four six three, and you can uh, check out my Twitter feed at at bj split. Just a reminder: commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Check it out as a podcast at ruralradio.com, wherever you subscribe. And on Spotify as well. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.